welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or ever listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at Michael Block Talk on Twitter slash X at Block Talk NYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. Poor Kiara has died, so in her honor, let's roast the shit out of her. It's time to talk all things Drag Race Italia 3, and here to talk about their roasting experience where they quit right in the middle of it, it's Scout's Honor. How are you? Oh, now what's that supposed to mean? We, we, we'll talk about it. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't worry, we're going to talk about you and your roasty toasty skills. I, we don't talk about me and roasts. This no. is, I don't talk from personal experience here. I've never done a roast. I've never experienced That's a lie. Roast. That's I've a lie. Never... Big lie. No. Um, Scout, I got some big drag news of the week. Season 17 year, is casting. The year 2024 of Drag Race is officially begun. Let Boom. the begin. Drag Race 16 cast drop. Woo! I would like to give a couple special shout outs to two of the three girls who have been on the podcast before. They include a mandatory meeting and plasma. Yay. And then another shout out to, I think I have to go all in on her because she is the bitch who gave me my first weed gummy and got me stoned out of my mind. Safira Crystal. Safira. That's my winner right there. I think that bitch. I think that's that bitch. Um, any thoughts on the cast? Um, it looks fun. It looks like a good cast. I think I have questions about the creative team behind the promo, but rumor has it it was started in August. That's no, I I assumed it was done long before anything uh, had been, you know, was current events or whatever. But you know, um. I feel like this happens. This it's a, no, I mean, yeah, it happened in season twelve. Girls too. They got that red, white, and blue theme, and I'm just like, every now and then, there's a theme that I'm like, if you gave me this, I'd be like, do you hate me? Yeah, which well, is funny because as a drag queen named Scout should be able to like do a like military camo promo fine, but I would be like, ew. Now, um, there's another cast member that you will hear me talk about maybe a little bit in this episode because it might involve a roast that they were a part of. We'll see. But I'm not going to give them a moment right now. Wait until we talk about the show and I have my platform to say what I want. Oh, goodness. All right. For now, pronunciations, I apologize. I still don't know Italian, but I'm 100 days into my Portuguese how many episodes are in are we now? This is like eight, eight, eight sixteen. Plus there were six for the first season. So six, is there what twenty second episode of yeah, Drag Race? Probably on that. Yeah, yeah. We don't like adding numbers right now because um, remember back in like twenty twenty that summer I had my two hundredth episode interview with Devin Green, and in twenty twenty four I'm going to be hitting episode a thousand. So we're not going to talk about how many episodes of the podcast I've exponentially had. grown. 
Yeah, just love that. This is exponential growth for sure. Drag race uh, everywhere. Yeah. Well, as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We're discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us. Reality television production. We are shown with the editing of a television show wants to see. We react to what is presented yesterday. Real people and give an opportunity to go and tell them to share their crafts. But they've also put themselves in a position to be discussed with something on podcast is for entertainment to discuss reality television show. That's just for Let's Michael. Just dive into it. That's just for Michael. I'm trying to hurt your feelings. Yeah, that's true. Uh, mine's personal. Um, let's just, just let, let's go it. through it. Let's do it. La Prada leaves a message, name dropping literally everybody, and then Abba by saying the winner takes it all. And ain't you, baby girl. And that's about it. No homage for La Prada. Uh, the best we get is Lashiva going next. Uh, so yeah, they were really done with that one. Thank you. Next. Thank you. Next. Lashiva thinks she's doing well. She is still there. So that is, I guess, the equivalent to Cheryl Holes doing mediocre. Right. Melissa tells us that she has a lot to show us, but at this point, she can show everything. But if the judges don't care and feel like it's not good enough, what does the fucking matter at this point, right? Yeah. It's like, girl. Let's get the day underway. It's a new day in the workroom. Melissa is given her obligatory congratulations. What is waiting for them next? Well, probably 10-minute quick drag. Welcome to Drag Race. Now, if you are applying for the television program, do you just have to, like, on a daily basis, just pretend to get into 10-minute quick drag? Or is that just you in the morning? Me? Yeah. I would, I would not practice my quick drag. I want it to be as nasty as possible for TV. Well, this is a roast, so your everyday face? Kidding. I had to go there. Come on, I had to. <laughs> I'm going to go cry now. Safario doesn't mind as she <laughs> finds herself gorgeous. Lashivas likes her conviction, but me thinks she's over it. Speaking of, it's Lena Galore who says it's bad when it's three hours, Safario. So that is the tea. Well, at least she's going to say what we want to say. You know... The alarm sounds. Let's get this shit going. Priscilla's message quite long, or maybe I was just exhausted when I watched it, but it's all very morbid talking about death and being a widow. And then daddy Priscilla is here giving us a brown plaid suit realness. She tells them that the theme for this episode is the passage to a better life. Is Priscilla saying I'm better off dead? I mean, she wouldn't be the first to say it, but the way she said it, I was like, oh, you're right. Maybe I should. I was, I was like, you want them all to die? I don't know. Well, then she would be, be the supreme forever. Right. She's like, listen, none of you are going to take my thing happening. Priscilla will tell them to imagine losing their sweet other half. He's dead. Like the old proverb states, one pope dies, another pope is made. Uh, how's, how was your feeling on the popes? Huh? The Popes? The Popes. Uh, Pope Scout. Good old, my favorite Popes, my favorite Pope story is when Benedict resigned back in 2010, I guess, maybe. Um, and they were picking the new Pope. My brother got home from school and I had it. I had the like, I just had the TV on to like one of the news stations because um, they kept talking about how like they were probably going to pick a new one. My brother got home and he goes, <clears throat> Oh, what's this? And I was like, oh, they're picking a new pope. And he goes, is Obama running? Wow. Now we know where the brains come in. Oh, it's so funny. Love my brother. Um, Shout out to my brother. (laughs) Does the pope shit in the woods? Does he? I don't know. Name the reference. 
Who said it? Veronica Jesus. Green. Oh man, you're talking 47 seasons. That's probably true. Drag Race ago. All right, time to get back into the game as they are going to be on a dating app for widows. In this mini challenge, they will record a video presentation so they can awaken the hormones of a likely new love. All right. Um, I do not do well on dating apps. I'm very, very bad at it. In fact, I randomly accidentally opened Grinder this morning and oh my God, what a regret that was. Yeah. Um how has your experience been on the dating apps dating apps are it's uh, i mean i think like half of their design is just they want you to kill your kill yourself anyways um it's like they just want you to hate yourself um i don't know i've had some successes on dating apps i've met a boyfriend off of one i've met Mm -hmm the there's you know people i've i have gone on dates with that it didn't work out but we're very you know we're good friends we're close you know i've met them on apps but i think in general um apps are hellscapes yeah yeah that's from my experience too that's what i'm finding yeah all right well our pit crew arrives and the hunks have props for the girls it's very italian black veils and gold crosses don't you worry, they're not done yet. It's time for quick drag. All right, let's see how this goes. Um, the race is on, and they are trying to look their best in order to find a man through. So Layla will be looking for inspiration from Lashiva to paint some wrinkles on. That was pretty damn rude. Though if she went to Sylvana, I'd be like, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> the queens return with the first of two funeral blacks look this week because when they have a theme, they've got a theme. Let us see how they attract the other sex. This is called Chat Noir. It is time to impress a man, and by man, it's Parocamini. He will be judging them as they try to court the eligible lesuters, as they have to think of a slogan, a whirlwind, a gesture, a word, and leave a mark. If Scout was doing this challenge, she would simply say, open for business. That was a roast and a read. Oh my god, the second you did that, my cats so i have like a cat like a fountain for my cats and when it gets low it has this feature so that it like makes a lot of like this the water makes a lot of noise so you hear it and it happened right as soon as you said that and it scared the shit out of me is it possible the ghost of chiara francini is like haunting you oh my god that was that I kind of I jumped a little bit. I jumped a little bit. I did. That was fun. Good job. Um, All right. I will be right back. I have to go fill this thing real quick. Sapario will go first. And well, it's overacting, over dramatic, and I am over it. We learn that her husband died eating the pasta and the potatoes she cooked. She's looking for someone who isn't fat, not too thin, not too masculine, not too effeminate, not too hairy, not too much of a co- capillary like that. Maximum confidence. Um, yeah, Sapario. Um, we're gonna I'm just gonna save all my mean commentary for Sapario later on. Right. <laughs> Next, we have Lele Yarn, who is really giving us Sylvana in two years. Right. She's got leather handcuffs as a bra and a face only her dead husband could love. She adopts an old person voice and says her husband used her very well. She's looking for a man with a nice crochet and two milligram gromlets. 
when it's cold, which it, I don't even know what it translates to because even Google was lost. No idea. Um, one of the cool people who does a reference check on on YouTube said that this was by far the worst translated episode of Drag Race Italia. Um, it really I, was, I had questions. Yeah, I had questions for sure. Yeah. It gets even more old person sexual as Layla says she trains herself to do her warm colon because when the temp- temperatures are cold and then she pulls out the crochet penis. Um, I was just very lost and concerned for yeah, her. I was very lost as well. It's Lena's turn and she is portraying Aquastatera because when everyone sees her, they throw at least one hand. At least Paolo will be amused by that because I did not get it. <laughs> they call her Wonder Woman because she multiplies bread, but mostly packages. But on her chat, her name is Lena Rigamortis because as long as it lasts and says it lasts, her husband's psalm doesn't go anywhere and it's the situation gets soft, she will have him cremated. And then when it comes to the ash, she likes to feel it on her body. So we will watch her powder her body with the quote, ash. And that's when I said, I'm tapping out, gone too far. I don't know what's happening anymore. Um, there are people who get off on necrophilia. They like fucking corpses. Is there a term for like getting off by like rubbing dead person ash on you? Is that a thing? I would hope not. I hope not too. It's Lashiva as Gina, 69, and she is a 53-year-old widow as her husband suffocated with a fetish mask. She killed him. She seeks an <laughs> obedient, distinguished suitor aware of their role. She is a real drag master of super femininity with a good foot size, 39 or 40. What would that translate to the States? Like a nine. So is she actually nine, nine inches? Was that the joke? I don't know. She says she loves to flaunt, annihilate, sodomize, disguise herself, slaves, doormats, servants, and then it gets incomprehensible, according to the caption. So, yeah, that's all aside from the attire of liking to wear big dresses, latex, dress gay on the outskirts, bondage, pits, boots, leather. And then they have to bring her a surprise, and that won't have anything to worry about. Um, She is basically a dominatrix. That's the punchline. And uh, Lashiva, we are going to go get you some writing lessons. (laughs) Good concept, terrible execution. So close, so close. So close. Silvana is in on the comedy, and she starts by wringing out a tissue. Very funny. I thought that was a good little visual gimmick. And then snap, she is soaked to infinity, but doesn't dwell on the infinite. She's been married several times and widowed since the first wedding night. I didn't get it until she continued on saying she is suffering from a rare form of emotional analytic squirt, more commonly known as Niagara Waterfalls, as all her husbands die during the first night's orgasm as they're flooded and drowned. All right. Okay. She's looking for a skilled swimmer, a sub, a plumber, a sponge man, a surf teacher who can even ride her wave. And there she blows. I don't know what that liquid was, but that workroom floor is wet, and I feel bad for the production assistant who had to get on their knees and clean it up. What a journey. (laughs) What a journey. Mm -hmm. And finally, it's Melissa Bianchini, who is giving ugly and wearing gray. 
She is Boca de Rosa 69, who is a soft, super wanted widow and a yoga teacher. Gama Sutra and Strap on. She went there. She is Brazilian, and then she shows she is ready to literally eat ass. She is ready for you, open and lubricated. These just got naughtier and naughtier. I feel like they watched the person before them and said, let me top you. Yeah, they were. They were steering into the skid for sure. Yeah, it got too far for me. It was wild. I'm just a nice, sweet, innocent virgin. I my ears were well. I don't know about that, but <laughs> oh my god! Do you, do you think I should like try that out for April Fools and be like, "Hey, y'all, here's a confession: I'm a virgin." Now, do you think anyone would believe it? <laughs> sure, sure, Jan. All right, who wins the mini challenge? Well, it's Colin Ardiva who has to pin the queens, Kiara. Well, there's just a big burly man. There's no Kiara. Wherever is she? They call her again. No dice. What ha- happened? Well, we are bidding. This is a bit. We are going to move on from the bit. <laughs> Paolo will reveal that the winner of the mini challenge is Lena Galore. Look at my girl having a good day after a bad day. I love her. <laughs> she wins a pin on her waist because that's where Paolo pinned it. Which was okay, okay, good for you. I'm a little jealous, but whatever. Right. And she's also going to win an advantage in the maxi challenge, something that will not be addressed later on. Yeah, she's they talking. didn't. I, we don't know didn't. what she was thinking because we're gonna we're gonna figure it out for her. Well, speaking of for this week's maxi challenge, they smell something burning. It's a roast. Sylvana is ready to act, and Lashiva just wants to hit a wall. I'm familiar with that activity. I, I, I've, I've definitely hit a wall before. Who among us, you know? Yeah. yeah. In the envelope, or name of the recipient or recipients of their pungent jokes, Lena will get to determine the order as they present themselves in their comedy. Scouty. Mm-hmm. How are you at roasts? I'm fantastic at roasts. I'm actually um, known for my roasting abilities. I, they don't you? really let me do roasts because I'm so oh, good at them. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you have any recollection of a birthday roast for a one Miss Desiree Dick? Never heard it in my life. No? You didn't just quit in the middle of it and say thank you, goodnight? That's not true. That is not true. I, oh, what happened? I read the room and realized nobody was laughing at my jokes. And, and then you? I sat down because I used my best jokes first and they weren't even laughing at them. All right. So she. So I, I did the smart stuff. thing. Uh huh. Okay, okay. And sat down. I listened. The other girls after me went on for a very long time without <laughs> any, any laughs and the audience was not as happy with them. So. Now, if you had the power to place yourself in a roast, what position are you placing yourself? Uh, probably in the very middle. Very middle. So out of six, number three, four? Three or four, yeah. Okay. Maybe right, two. Well, maybe maybe two. two. Depending on who goes one. Yeah. If it's four, goes yeah, one, I, I might, go two. If somebody, if, if, I, if I'm in charge, I'd probably put someone that I'm like, I know you're going to bomb first. Then I'll go second. I'll put someone very mid third. And then at the end, I'll be like, hey, you're going to win this anyway. <laughs> You have fun at the end. All right. Well, judging their performances this week is a fashion icon called Ana de la Rosso. She's got like 2.2 million Instagram followers, so she is a big fucking deal. Are you familiar with Ana de la Rosso? No, but I will say, yes, this was 
one of those names where it did kind of sound familiar. Oh, good, good. I, I was like, she, I think I've heard this before. I, I believe think. she is an editor at large for some version of Vogue somewhere okay, on the planet. I think it's maybe. Japan. I don't know. I, that's what I really briefly saw. But she's a big deal. She's a big model. She knows gotcha. things. She's good. Why she's there for a comedy challenge? Couldn't tell you. Yeah, scheduling conflict with the actual challenge she was meant for. All right, so who is in the envelope? And it's time to find out. Lena opens it, and there are gasps. She's going to read it out loud and say, Dear squirrels, as you've noticed, our Kiara has been absent for the entire course of the episode. It's time to tell you the reason. Kiara, may the angels have her in glory. She has completed her philosophical earth journey, and her burning soul is now in the paradise of the speechless actress. Francini out. She did. She did. So in this maxi challenge, they're going to try to rise up and head to the podium with great irony as they're going to give their own funeral prayer dedication to Kiara's misfortune in her honor, but above all, in her dishonor. That's how they're going to get all roasty toasty. Now, Scout, you know that I'm old, so like you you might have to be ready for my funeral anytime soon because I can croak. Um, I just want you to tell everybody that I've said it to a couple of people so that people are aware. I want it to be a celebration and I want really stupid performances. So I want to make sure you are part of the production number performing baby shark. Oh, right. I was going to get Davina to come and we were going to do bye-bye, but you, you can do that too. Um, you can get all the frock destroyers. Well, you, can't, you probably can't get blue right now. Cause you know, she's busy dancing with the stars. Is that Ireland like regular Ireland and Northern Ireland? I don't know. I don't know which one. They do that together. I don't know. Maybe do they like each other? Yeah, are they friends? I think. I, I think that the issue is more. I don't know. I'm not going to speak on Irish politics. I'm Irish by blood, not by. Same. Me too. Me too. We are jumping straight to elimination day as we bypass any preparation for the roast. All jokes, a term you can decide loosely later on, are going to be fresh for when we see the challenge. Do you prefer going in blind to a challenge like this, or do you like the development and tease of the material? Um, I like a tease. You like a little tease. But if they want to just cut to the runway, I'm not going to complain. Well, you they know? are supercharged to get the show on the road. That being said, Miss Layla Yarn is shitting herself. She says you have to make jokes, but also don't re- disrespect. You hear that? To the bitch who disrespected me in a fucking roast? That I wasn't even part of. I was an audience member. Still got the videos. If anyone wants them, I'll sell them. (laughs) Silvana will lead a round of applause for Lena Galore, who won the mini challenge, but also has the power. She wants to be on her good side, right? You want to butter up the person with the power. Yeah. Now, Silvana will then read the bitch saying that she has the room next to her and heard her exclaiming that she won the challenge for half an hour. Listen, when you got the bling, might as well sing. Right. Lena says she was only performing for her imaginary fans. But Lena, I'm not imaginary. I'm real. I'm your only fan. Lena, come t- come chat with us. Yeah, come. Hey, bring the Lenia. She can come too. Let's all have a party. Let's do it. Let's she hang out. You'd my story and just didn't oh, reply. How dare she? Me and Lenny were talk- talking today a little bit. <laughs> anyway, remember last week when we learned that Sylvana had a butt problem? Well, let's get an update. 
Her ass is doing a little better. It's now got the shape of Australia in bruise form. She says it's beautiful because the dark purples turn purple, red, and green. And yeah, once again, she's going to show us in confessional. I hope the show has insurance because that looks nasty and that could have been a fucking lawsuit. Right. (laughs) Have you, I mean, she didn't get it from drag. We know that she fell in the shower, but have you ever gotten any bruises from drag that have um, made a lasting impression? It wasn't a bruise, but there was one time that I did a number and I, however, I like stepped off of a stage and it did not, it like, I felt a little pinch when it happened. And then I just had that pinch for like two months. <laughs> Ooh, that's not good. That's it wasn't good. crazy painful, but it was like, I could very definitively trace it back to the exact moment that it happened. <laughs> All right. We're going to shift our attention to Melissa and see what her secret to success is. Are we finally getting the vulnerability and story we need in order to secure a victory for Melissa V and Keeney? I was like, literally watching this and i was like oh my gosh with two episodes to spare we have got the winners that it started (laughs) um i will say as i mentioned earlier um the 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 captioning was a little off so we're going to talk about this as through what we were told i'm assuming there's a lot of things um probably pronouns and referencing of certain people that got a little muddy because even going back through it i was like i'm not following along it could also be that Melissa is not a good storyteller. I don't know which one it is, but we're going to talk about her story. Are you ready? Let's go. She shares that she has been always a very sporty person since she was a kid. Until she was 12, she was a chubby little boy and felt very uncomfortable. She decided she had to change. She cried and there was her mother who helped a little boy out and said, let's do this. And then Silvana will ask if she helped her with her transition. And then this is where things get a little icky and weird because I don't know what she's referring to, but she says that she helped her a lot because with sports, it can take the stress off and distract you from bad people and says there are a lot of bad people, sadly. So I'm assuming that even while this is happening, she was still doing sports? Maybe. Okay. That was what I was getting. Savannah will ask how she did it as she has had some significant weight problems. She, too, has had a hard adolescence, but didn't have the strength to react. We're now going to head back more focusing on the transition part of the story. As Melissa says, when she was young, she was really bad. She will start to cry. She says, it's bad that people judge you like that. And she suffered when she was young. And so there was a period in her life when she said, enough. She said there was a point when she wanted to go back to being that boy because it was easier and people would accept her and she could find a job. She wanted to have her life in her hands. That's a terrifying and scary thing to think about. Very that. Oh my gosh. She took her degree as a hairdresser, looked everywhere, and it took her two years to get a job. She says it's awful to not get an opportunity just because you're a trans girl. Before coming there, she told her dad that she was scared to see if she could make it through. And she says his words were, just be yourself. This is enough. Now, again, here's where things get interesting because what she says would contradict that, but because I'm not sure if she has problems with that or not. But she says she hopes that her journey on draggers can change minds and open minds more and understand that no one is going anyway and extends their hand to know the person and to give the right opportunities to that person. Mm -hmm. She says she hasn't ever wondered why haven't they ever wondered why so many trans girls go into prostitution and sex work 
They have to live their lives as there is rent, food, clothes. She says, we can't forget that people kill themselves for these things because they don't know what to do with their lives. She says it's really hard and hopes this can change because living it in first person was hard. Coming home, you really feel broken as you cry and fall down. Her advice, don't feel bad for such useless people. Now, we had heard a little bit of about her her story earlier in the season when she came from Brazil and lived in a train station for a couple of days and was like, oh. So I, I was very interested and intrigued to hear the family part about it, but I'm still confused by the family part of it. Were they accepting and supportive or not? Okay. I got nothing. If there are Italians who know Italian and can help us out with the story a little yeah. bit, I would really love to know because I'm pinpointing this right now. Like, if she wins, this is the moment where officially the arc starts. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, and even with the confusion of everything of being like, I don't really know if, what the hell they're saying because this translation is weird. I could just kind of tell in the moment I was like, oh, yeah. It feels like they're setting her up for something. Now, Layla knows that it's important to talk about, but wants to change topics, probably because she's like, no, this is my I do episode. So I would like to have some air time. I'm good now. They're <laughs> like, no, can't have that. Melissa's glad to be there talking about it with a room of people who understands that problem is there. Scott, are you ready to get funny? Hit me. Let's bring to the runway as we have a comedy show to do. Priscilla is wearing her morning blacks with a bit of fire and zebra. I thought she looked hot. She looked great. Our panel includes Balo Camilli, who is wearing florals to a funeral. How homosexual of him. We have Balo Ayazzi, who is wearing a blonde bob to a funeral. And special guest Ana Del Russo, who is wearing a disco ball to a funeral. Oh, and there's a standee of Chiara Fangini. <laughs> the cutout made me laugh. How much would you pay for it? Um, Probably not a lot. Okay. Because I have other things to spend my money on right now. But uh, it was very funny. It's time to roast the dearly departed. The funeral march plays. The stage has been set. A funeral wreath with Kiara's photo sits center stage. The bitch is in the fucking coffin. The commitment Kiara Francini had sitting in that thing and trying not to break. Give her a raise. Get her on the judging panel for Global All Stars. Now, I need her to interact with RuPaul more than anything. Please. Do you think that she watched the Lady Bunny roast episode together. fucking lutely <laughs> This was commitment. Because you know how filming works. This was not five minutes. This was not ten minutes. This no! Was, this was like four hours. She was there for hours. I'm sure. Uh, to start this roast, that's Priscilla, mother. Yeah, Priscilla will say some kind words as Paula is wearing her hangover sunglasses. Anna is like, what is happening? And Paolo is giving gay living for a show, and the cardboard Sandy has the most life on that panel. Yeah. All right. Yeah, very that. <laughs> Sapatio is up first, and that is called Sabotage, putting her first. And well, she begins by singing the Palawikiara song like it's a ballad, and it was something. Also, she's wearing a funeral sack, but she had really fabulous hair. I'll give her that. Yeah, sure. Give her something. She turns from sobbing to smiling as she remembers when she and Kiara would joke about who among them is there for a funeral rite. Okay, what? She says, sorry for you. She's sissy here and she is sissy there. 
but I did learn some Italian, as the word for there is Lee, like there are other fallen bitch, Sicily. Oh. Black. When she heard about her passing, she went to her house right away, as with Napoleon's tradition, you have to put white sheets in front of mirrors so the soul of the dead doesn't imprison themselves in the mirrors. Because we don't want Chiara Franchitti haunting our house. Who would? I mean, honestly, actually, well, that'd be fun. She'd be fun. <laughs> I feel like she'd be a fun ghost. She'd be fun, yeah. She then goes on a tirade about not wanting to suffer her in death as well. No, no, no. She says, Chiara, my grandmother told me when a person dies, their face changes, and it looks like yours looks like Morgana Cosmica. Oof, poor girl. Why are you roasting someone who's not there? I don't know. She's not there. That's what. That's what I'm saying. If they're not part of the fucking panel or about to be in the room, you can't roast them. You're not allowed to do that. That's not what you're allowed to do. Um. Also, it's in this moment that I realized. Oh wait, we actually have a live studio audience who's clapping like they have no idea what's going on. They're like, "Who is Morgana Cosmica?" You know, just guessing. Sapatio will say, may the earth not be mild, but heavy, like Shiva. And there's the big girl joke coming from a big girl. Right. But actually, Scout, where were the jokes? I don't know. What is the obsession with Sapario? Are we ever going to understand? No. Uh, It's maybe she is the most pleasant person off camera. Maybe she has, I don't know. I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. Lashiva is next, and she arrives with a giant funeral bouquet with Kiara's name on it. And the way she was emoting, this will be our first glimpse of Kiara actually almost cracking in the coffin. (laughs) (laughs) She will stop crying as she speaks to the friends, family, and the cats of the neighborhood as they gather to remember their beloved Kiara Franchini, a woman a walnut of bicennial fields who gave them that shrill, infinitely laughable voice from Viasis. She then turns to her and says she was always laughing and telling her which again. Um, apparently this was funny to her and she's going to get a little <laughs> chuckle from the dead bitch. Sure. But all of this was apparently a reference to some things that Kiara has done. So I guess we should have been uh, better well-versed in Kiara Franchini uh, lore. This is on us. Now, Lashiva says she went... Because of a flashing heart attack after seeing Paula Camille dressed as Lakeisha Labamba. Look at Lakeisha Labamba getting more airtime right. again. Her legacy. She will remind her of her accomplishments and then proceeds to do her own face. And there's the bit. Amen. <laughs> Listen, she had actual comedy compared to the bitch who went before her. Um, it worked for this kind of challenge, but it wasn't funny. Yeah. No. No, it's just. Lena Galore, <clears throat> I think putting herself here was a bold move right in the middle, which could be risky with a six-person cast. Now, obviously, that means she didn't feel confident in the comedy because you want to go first or you want to go last to really be yeah. remembered most of the time. Most of the time. Anyway, she arrives in a black sack as well with white hair. She goes to the coffin and says, the makeup artist is dead too. It's a tragedy. And that is when I knew, oh, wait, this is going to be good. Right. That was good. That was a good line. Yeah. Like, oh, she's coming out swinging. 
She welcomes everyone, examples of intelligence, connoisseurs of drag art, and experts in fashion and good taste, and Paula Camille. Oh, so we're really doing a roast here. I love it. Here we go. She knows what she's doing. They are there to celebrate the life of a style icon, of an intellectual charisma, of an unforgettable artist. That's in a half hour in the church next door. See, <laughs> this is how you make it work. Good that shit, line was good. good. Yeah, good shit. All right, she says, they were great friends. They have been through a lot together in high school when their literature teacher told her, well done, Kiara, write, write verses, write thoughts, write treaties, write monologues, write everything you want, just shut up. Okay, that was funny. That was good. Okay. Just shut up. She was in San Remo when Amadeus introduced her. He took her down the stairs, kissed her hand, and she said to him, you never want to make up better, Priscilla. Bam. Um, this was another reference to a Kiara moment in history that right over the head, but that's okay. She says, now Drag Race Italia needs a new, more beautiful, sexier, more competent, more cultured judge, but who can it be? Lena will rip off that black and give us Seraphim cosplay in all white as she humps the stage. <laughs> Is that our friend Seraphim? Oh, love her. I literally think she owns that outfit. I'm pretty sure she does. She says that Kiara died of boredom, disgust, or rebelliousness. Now she'll see to her cause, Leilion. See, we, we roast everybody here. She did the assignment for a funeral and for a roast. That was impressive. Right? <clears throat> Good for her. Scout, are you colorblind? No. So you noticed that Leilion went to a funeral wearing navy blue? Yeah, I, I had to squint a little bit and was like, wait a second. Yeah. Um, did she not prepare the blacks or did she use them in the previous challenge? Who knows? You know. She will give us scream crying to start and she is really trying her best, but her first gag is writing down on a pad that her ass is better. Cue the canned laughter because the audience did not laugh. Oh. She welcomes friends, families, lovers with short, short straws and not long because that's what Aunt Priscilla thinks. I didn't quite get it, but I think they were she was talking about dicks. Yeah. Yeah. Today they celebrate the loss of their sea suckler, of course, because of Tuscany, Chiara Francini. Um, starting off rough for us Americans, but apparently it made sense if you speak the language. Sure. I'll believe it. She says that Chiara has been a teacher for so many as she taught her the importance of language. And then gives us the motion of a blowy in the mouth, which, okay, that's kind of funny. I mean, that, that was funny. She says there is a word she was impressed by during their private language lessons, a bad tune. And again, lost in translation. Right. Like, oh, we're going to get a good joke. Lost in translation. Lost yeah. She would like to remember their disco queen in the best way. And I have learned that that's not actually what it means. And not, not, not disco queen. It, it means like a disloyal person as ah. the jokes will then make sense she is disloyal that even if she's dead in here she doesn't believe it okay again i think we're semantics here we're gonna have some lost in translation yeah franchini is such a disloyalist who will find a way to pers pursue you even in your worst nightmares okay and a little like Beato camille who i have learned is an italian entrepreneur and politician but then she says Paolo Camille and makes reference to his Lakeisha LaBamba bit again. Uh, we are really giving Lakeisha LaBamba more airtime. Listen, she's got they're prepping her for all stars. Literally. Why did not why does she not go down to Columbia? <laughs> <laughs> Q 
Kiara's such a disco queen. And every time Priscilla said, don't fuck it up, she was already at the opera. Right. I, I, I guess that meant she's disloyal. So she left before the show was over. Sure. Sure. I think Layla did have some good setups for a roast. They just lacked funny and content. Yeah. I think. I don't mm-hmm. know. Melissa Bianchini will come out crying and then break into some samba. And that's good comedy that's unique to her. And apparently uh, the music she was humming around to was the Vega Boys. The Brazil song. For her, it's a celebration of the fallen. How terrible. She will celebrate a person who is so important to them as she has known her since she was really little when she was still called Giancarlo Francini. Welcome to the world of Kiara as a man joke. She has entered her Michelle Visage era. I was going to say, took a minute to get there, but they got there. Well, they had a beautiful trip to Brazil. They had a hell of a time and asked Kiara if she remembers when they met two Brazilian boys, Guduro and Salipa Grande, two gifted kids with a huge talent for dance. Now, <clears throat> I have learned that these words translate to hard ass and big piece. Nice. Yeah, good. Good. Nice. The important thing about the trip to Brazil was the wild experience, her inspiration for her best-selling books, A Rage with a Full Mouth, and My Mother Doesn't Need to Know, which I think were actually her memoirs, but because they made it sexual, it made it even funnier. Right. I think she had some good bits. She's not great at storytelling. Didn't have enough of a punchline, but she was funny. I liked it. Yeah. I giggled. And Silvana de la Manana. She went over the top, and this was supposed to be brilliant. And, well, it kind of was. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty fucking good. She says this is the work week of, worst week of her life, just like the title of her film, in her worst performance. But don't worry, there were others. And this was the first time we basically see Kiara buckle over and fall out. Right. <laughs> she sees her differently now. More beautiful, so serene and young. No. So serene and natural. No. So serene. Okay, comedy threes. That was a good, good setup here. She says she remembers her leaving Campo by riding the Arulia on a hitchhike. She remembers meeting Viseria, a tyranny trucker, and spent a year with her and taught her how to talk with her mouthful. All right, so another reference to the book. Also, Viseria, <laughs> remember her? Yeah. Good times. Good there times. at one point, right? She will then tell her she remembers when she said, Silva, I suffocate. And she's literally about to suffocate in the coffin out of laughter. Right. How far has she come? How much has she done? If only that Paula Camille hadn't gotten between her and Priscilla, she tore that door open and saw them there tickling their nuts. <laughs> and there, her remembrance right. of the theater, Peanuts, her first show was by the step of tip taps she would break nuts on stage in the weddings of the spectators and again references to her body of work that right over the head right over them i you know she says goodbye with words written by one of her greatest fans a known truck driver by vasco rossi who is an actual singer obviously changed the lyrics but here they go in english you don't make any more noise all we hear is the vibrator you're chiara in the coffin you're so cold chiara you're sexy in the coffin, but with your boobs out. Yes. Hasta la Francini. Listen, it's not as accessible as Lena said, but it was very funny. Yeah. It was good. It was a good one. I had no complaints about her for once. 
Is it time that I just switch over to learning Italian on Duolingo so I can fucking understand Drag Race Italia? At least with Brazil, I'm having a little. I'm a little easier there. It's a little better. Yeah, I, no, this is this is a this is a two month commitment of the year. It's more fun this way. That's true. All right, Kiara's back, and she's wearing purple and a bow in her hair. Bless her. Bless her. I thought you just said boner hair. <laughs> boner hair. No, that's like Desiree. She's wearing she's got, boner she's hair. hair. Remember Desiree's bone hair? I listen. Very familiar. Category is death makes you a drag queen. I don't get it. What? I <laughs> literally stared at this like category name for so long, and I was just like. There's no way that I can say it where it makes sense in my head. No, not at all. Um, so in honor of the runway and what we perceive it to be based on the words that were on my screen, we're going to play Death Drop or Drop Dead. I, we've played this before. Probably. <laughs> Do you think I'm able to give you like 600 different versions of this when you have like repetitive <laughs> categories? No, girl. Uh-uh. Hire me an intern. Find me a twink turn and I can get you more shit. Twink turn, right. All right, Lelion. Look by Alex Incognito Design. Hair by Nikaya Art. This was stunning. I love that she looks like a walking piece of art. The way that the colors blend together was exceptional. The train in black, very striking. I think the deep red hair was right for this look as it added a bit of contrast. I love the makeup, but for me, the dark lip took away from the beauty of it. I may have also opted for like a nude, yeah, maybe a red that matches the hair. Yeah, the drip for the nose didn't need it. Keep the story to the gown. Honestly, to be eliminated in this look, not the end of the world. No, not at all. Not at all. This was mm. this was not my least favorite look of the night. Yeah, it was, it was good. I liked yeah. it. Kiata says the roast made her very tender, and the fact that she anchored in the word disloyal as. She wanted to do a word in the world to, to characterize her. She says, as far as Runaway is concerned, she really liked the fact that she wanted to bring a message about the sea that it's dirty and oily. Anna says this reference is an issue of oil pollution with the famous sea and her gorgeous body language, and she moved very well from being a dancer with her good posture, but she says she would have worked more on her makeup and hair. Don't you love when gas judges come and tell a queen, go do makeup better? Like <laughs> Minaj. Um... It's, it's a wild. death drop. Death drop. Audience, 95% death drop, 5% drop dead. Silvana de la Manana, no designers listed. I think camp and fashion coming together is great. I love when Nina West did this little shop of horror look and got no praise for it. From me only, though. This is not strong, but I will make a bold statement here and say finally the bitch almost got it right. I like the idea. I think it's campy, very much in line with her. This feels like a drag race look because it's not something you can find in your closet. So I'm like, wait, she's finally on drag race. Um, the hair is great. I don't understand why she had those two white streaks in it. But I, overall, this is shocking, people. I'm impressed. Yeah, no, I, this is I was kind of like this episode. I'm finally like, all right, well, I guess at least if they've kept you around this long, I can at least now I can like be like, all right, it this is sense. good. Yeah. Are you a fan of Little Shop of Horrors? Yeah, I actually just recently watched the like original, original Little Ooh, Shop of the Black Horrors. and White. Yeah, and I did not know that it was like made in like two days. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Exactly. He just made it. He just made it because the set was open. Isn't that's crazy, crazy shit. Like we could probably do that with an iPhone. That's crazy shit. And win an Oscar for it. Should we do it? What kind of movie let's, should we write? 
um, death makes you a dragon. There he goes. That's what we're gonna write. Oh boy. <laughs> Yara says she had her in the sermon. She was suffocating. She says she was punctual and funny, and says she knows she's a great actress. Bala says, in terms of the runway, she thinks there is always a little bit throwing her heart beyond the obstacles, giving signals a little bit different from the usual cliches, and then trying to do something a little higher, a little more sophisticated. I don't know if that was critique, positive or negative. I don't know what those words were, Bala, but I'll give this look a death drop. Right. Yeah, death drop. Audience, 78% death drop, 22% drop dead. Sapario. No designers listed because I think they were too busy in New York City. I cannot and will not praise the mediocrity of the execution of this look. I was very confused. Fine. Fashion references. They're there. But that is a flimsy-ass bullseye. The stoning on the trim is almost impossible to see on camera. It is wrinkled as fuck. The red face. Now tell me how this works with the narrative she's presenting. If the face is red, but there are no battle wounds on the front, and then she spins around and has a stunning bloody crystal stone moment, it's not reading. And the headpiece not being fully red stoned and the bottom of it being black bothered me i think she really wanted the silhouette to be present but also wanted the reveal you can't have both and still sell the story pick one i'm over it yeah there was some critical thinking missing on this one yeah there was there was this makes i and i want to i i wonder if this was a look that she didn't actually get all the way in before she got to drag race so she didn't have that moment where she could step back and be like have someone around her be like wait a second yeah, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> but like, uh, oh, I mean, it, I was going it, to say like, I don't maybe... know. I, this is a hard category, I think, sometimes to be like, what's an what's a unique way to be dead as a drag queen, you know? But this is weird. I mean, he, here's what I was going to try to attempt to say, and then I looked at the image and I said, "We're going to strike what is about to say because it wouldn't have worked." I was like, why do a red face? Why not go with the motif of the bullseye? And then I looked at the photo to see the what the pattern color was. Yeah, would yeah, be. yeah. She would have looked like Jimbo. I don't think she would have been allowed to do the color. She would have looked like Jimbo. Been. So good call. Maybe keep it white. I don't know. I don't uh, know. But you're right. Oh. I, I don't think this was fully realized. Yeah, I think there was just a couple of there was a couple of dots that needed to be connected on this that weren't. And because those dots weren't connected, I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Anna says that clothes are as eloquent as words, so through this look, she said everything. And please note, when she said this, we get a close-up of the knife on the back, and you can see the E6000 glue hanging mm. right off. She that's, um, says, it's, it, that's, um, that's actually um, blood plasma. That's not, oh, okay. that's, yeah. oh my god, plasma! She's on my TV soon! <laughs> She's on YouTube right now! <laughs> yes. uh, Anna says she cracked it with reference to Cipperelli because Daniel Blasbury, who is his creative director, dresses the most important celebrities, especially Cardi B, who arrived on the runway in a silhouette that is very similar to hers. She says they are great references and give even more authoritiveness to her look. Did this bitch just compare Sephora to Cardi B? I'm not. I'm going to ignore that. Okay. Bala says she loved the runway a lot when she turned around and it was apotheosis. She says there was an ovation. As far as the funeral reporter is concerned, she says she expected a little more from her because she's pretty experienced actress. She says she had done so much theater and she's got an important school behind her. That's the Neapolitano Theater. She asked her to use it when there's more acting stuff. Bala, I know you like singing and stuff. 
I this just, wasn't an acting challenge. This was a comedy challenge. Two very I different kind worlds. Of gagged at her being like, think about where you went to school, or would they be proud of this? Like, um, I was like, girl. Scott, would your Syracuse offshoot be proud of you? My my environmental college, yeah. I'd be the most famous <laughs> alumni. Uh, this is a drop dead. Yeah, drop dead. Audience, 32% death drop, 68% drop dead. Sabine Keeney, look by Melissa and Farida Kant, hair yeah. by Amnesia Wiggs. I think this was a really strong and fascinating piece. It's a chandelier that fell and killed her, and I love that the way it marries glamour and horror with the shards of glass in the face. Could she have pushed it further? Absolutely, yes, for sure. I think the burn marks were a bit too clean for me, but overall, very good entry here. Oh, yeah, she looks good. I'm not going to... Maybe, you know... Yeah, I think like maybe if there she had had another day, she could have put some stones in a couple of spots and kind of made it a little more. But no, it's she looked good. Paolo says she surprised him a lot in the roast. He says maybe the text could have been tightened up with a hotter jokes, but appreciated that she had control. On the runway, he says, wonderful. Anna says Jeremy Scott Moschino met ball, not Matt Bowl, which the captions thought it was. Katy Perry, the famous chandelier, she says she had it all, and this time it's broken and burned. She says it's so coated with messages about dying and says, for those who want to know fashion, she hopes to always have her great, spectacular, joyful, colorful world with modern and contemporary injection. It's a death drop. Yeah, death drop. Audience, 95% death drop, not 5% drop dead. La Shiva, look by Farida Khan's hair by Amnesia Wigs. I think this was going to be a strong look had the execution been complete and actually fully realized. Death by Disco Ball is not new, but we could have been given a really powerful Mm. moment had the Disco Ball been a huge centerpiece of the look. I think the dress is something she had and worked it into the concept, but the red pumps are a miss in the story of the colors being black and white. It's a safe look, but when you have a group of six, safe doesn't exist anymore. Like You are either top or bottom, and you are bounced down. This was, I was, I was irritated at this. Tell me more. I just like, this is very obviously an outfit you had that looks good. And this is not the first time that I have said this of Lashiva. And the last time I said it, I was able to find evidence of the outfit being six years old. This, it's just like, she had the outfit and I, and here's the thing. I get it. I get that spending money on drag race is tough because God only knows how much money you're going to make after the fact. Take what you can use what you can. I'm all for that. However, if you are going to get a prompt that says dead drag queen and you're going to take this beautiful disco outfit and you're going to say, oh, I died by disco. And the way you're going to show that is by hiding a two inch disco ball on your temple underneath an orange wig. I don't what the fuck? I don't get it. Can I just tell you why this look also triggered me? Please do. Back in the day, when I was helping a Miss Honey Davenport get ready for drag race, <laughs> I was one of my tasks was stoning one of her looks, which was a look of paillettes, which are those circles. Mm-hmm. I had to stone them five per side That's on fair. both sides. Yeah. It never made it to air. <laughs> that was trauma. 
All right, Paulo says he was rethinking her stand-up piece, and he personally has a problem that he doesn't remember the piece and is wondering why he doesn't remember it. Well, maybe because she went second. He says maybe it wasn't incisive as he expected. He says the wig is hiding the ball from him and wants to see better balls. Paula says the level of sophistication could have been better as the 70s held them to a very high hedonistic aesthetic beauty, and maybe she could have worked more on the sophistication of the look. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's not great, but it's not the worst. Uh, I'll give it a soft, 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 right in the line death drop. Not bad. Audience, Sorry. they like me. They're picking me. 62% death drops, 38% drop dead. Sorry about it. And finally, let's do it. Lena Galore. Look by Muse Italian Tailoring, here by River Biggie. She is brilliant. She's giving you an Iron Maiden, but making it drag and making it fashion. I think she's an exceptional artist when it comes to presentation, and the reveal to the cloak having the spikes and the look showing her impaled, brilliant. I love everything she presents. The way that the stones drip out like the droplets of blood. Highly impressed. Rava, this one is good. Yeah, good work. This is, uh, she looks absolutely incredible. She does. She does. And that's the thing I think about Lena Galore that is so fascinating. And we talked about it in the preview and, and all along. She's not giving you expensive looking materials. Yeah. She's presenting simplicity in such great execution. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so impressive. Uh, yeah, no, I, and it's one of those things where kind of like, she's one of those girls that, you know, every now and then you get a girl on Drag Race where you're just kind of like, oh, you look at the girls who are left and you're like, oh, that's who I'm excited for right there. Yeah. And like Melissa and Lena are those two girls right now where I'm just like, what are you going to yeah. come out in? What are you going to wear? Paolo says she was insane in the roast with the rhythm, the timing, the jokes. She was going in straight line and really appreciated. She took advantage of them and made jokes about them. He says he wanted to be massacred and couldn't wait. And when she finally did it, he enjoyed it because that's what you do in a roast. So I don't know why no one else figured that one out. Listen. Anna says she really liked her look and says the references are beautiful, visual, and walking backwards recalls a famous high fashion show by Victor and Rolf, which was all the opposites as they all started from the behind. She says that fashion has to reset because they're in a moment of no return. She says she would have avoided opening the cloak, but it was only enough when she turned and the light hit her wonderful face with the makeup. She says really amazing up until the splash. Did this bitch say wear a cloak don't wear don't show us anything else did she <laughs> see that? i maybe does she know what drag is i who knows okay it's a death drop death drop audience 95 percent death drop five percent drop dead it's time to unpack all that in untucked junior melissa is having a hard time walking in that dress and i understand that there, there's a lot of material going yeah, on there lots going on sapatio says she is very happy with the comments anna made for her look she is aware that she didn't give her best in the roast, but she was very excited to break the ice, but that wasn't easy for her, even as an actor. Well, maybe that's why you put a comedian in the front and not an actor. So maybe Lena was listening to this podcast from Back to the Future and was able to <laughs> try to touch Sapario, but it didn't work. Right. Why did she put Sapario there? Do you think she had more faith? No idea. I Just... don't get it. She says being first has put her in trouble as comedy is different from the others. Yes, your comedy is different from the others because they are actually funny and you don't know what a joke is. 
Yeah. Lashiva is going to be called out for being off, and she says she is not a drag actress. She is a club queen. Doing this was no more difficult because Silvana knows her out of drag and she knows her difficulty in expressing herself. Lashiva says there are dancing queens, comedy queens, fashion queens. Everyone has their own category and she doesn't want to be an actress. She's clear about that. Scouty, mm-hmm. are, you, are you caught up on Candace Draggers? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm going to compare Lashiva here to the person who's just eliminated. How do you, at this point in time, go on to Drag Race and not prepare for the challenges that are going to happen? That's at this point you have literally to my know. thing. There's like literally a set thing of there's like a set number of challenges that you like can in fact prepare for. Like, look at Gigi Good. She won four challenges, and all four of them were ones she could prepare for at home. Exactly. Like, there is you should be practicing a... that before you even submit your audition. Everybody should ha- bring a journal. I don't know what you're allowed to bring, where you're allowed to keep it. Can you keep it in the workroom or in your um, hotel room? Whatever. Your journal should have, I don't know, lyrics for a girl group challenge. I don't right. know. Roasts. Reads. Lines. You have to have bits, everything. Fill in the blank roasts. Like, you can write these at home beforehand. And then... You know if there's a roast. and There's going to be a stupid girl. You can fill in her name for the stupid jokes. Like... And again, if you're going to do a roast on Drag Race, the main show, you know Michelle's going to be there and you know Rue's going to be there. Easy peasy. Throw in right? some jokes. Like, um, here, you know Priscilla's going to be there and you know Kiara's definitely going to be there at this point. And Priscilla's just a walking joke. So, like... Hey! There it is. So, I, I, I really disagree with Lachiva here. I mean, you can say that you are what you are, but you don't blame the show for it. Like, yeah, no. you had the chance to do it. And, and the fact that she is connected to um, some really amazing people who have been on the show already. She should have known. Yeah, she should have been ready for this. Layla will basically bow out as she thanks the girls for being there, and she already feels like a winner. And she says she has done any something that doesn't belong to her. And all things considered, she thinks she did pretty well, and she feels super hot. So they tell her she is, and she's also wet. And then Silvana wants them to do a group hug, and that's on that. Um, did Layla just quit? I don't know if it counts as a quit, but I also don't know if it doesn't count as a quit. <laughs> right. I mean, because I feel like La Prada did the same thing. Like they're they're aware. Yeah. She just kind of like tossed in the towel and was like, well, I understand Thanks. that there's more to come, but Queens are back and the decisions are random. The winner of the week is Lena Galore. Yay! Melissa Silvana and Sabario are safe, leaving Lashiva and Layla Yarn as the bottom two. Okay. Okay. Let's let let let's let's discuss. They will tell Sapario that her runway saved her. What are they seeing that we do not see in Sapario? Please make it make sense. I don't know. I literally cannot tell you. I mean, if you want to tell me a look saved anybody, it, it's Layla Yarns. Right? It's like better. It's very obviously better. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The song is Believe by Cher. I guess because the lyrics say, do you believe in life after love? Maybe that's like their way to Maybe. tie it into death. I, I love don't when know. you just can't tell that, like, when they're going to be like, oh, and today we're doing this very are, popular. Are you a fan song. of the new Cher Christmas music? I, I'm not opposed to it. Okay, Love me some Cher. 
if you had the option to do new share Christmas or old Mariah Christmas, which one are you doing? Um, probably old Mariah. Yeah. All right, listen. I said all I wanted to say before about Lashiva, but Lashiva says she's a club queen and that she is. She clearly has performed the shit out of this track before. Very obviously. Oh my God. I was like, oh, she knows. And the fact that she's also giving you disco realness helped with the performance. Yeah, that was great. Layla did fine, but she is not a performer in the same sense of big, bold drag. She -hmm. may be able to dance, but that's not the same kind of dance that's required for this song. Yeah, very Literally all eyes are on Lashiva. Now the wig, how did you feel about it? Did Lashiva need to take the wig off or do you think lyrically and musically it worked for the journey she was going on? I don't know why she took that, that wig off. I don't get it. I don't. It was the mic wire that killed me. Yeah, it was. I I was like, what the fuck? In the end, Lashiva's safe. Layla's gone. Do you agree? Yeah, I think I would have probably sent Sapario home this episode, but uh, yeah, I think, I mean, listen, top six is an impressive showing for Layla. I think at face value, Layla seems like she probably necessarily would not get to a top six, Um, but good for her. Proud of her. Yeah. All right, I got some burning questions about this podcast up. Are yeah, you ready? Let's go. What is Layla's legacy? Um, crocheting things. Crocheting things. Okay. Okay. Who won the week? Who had the best episode? Uh, Lena. So it's her first, Absolutely. Double, first double win of the season, too, right? Double win. Um, she looks hot as always. Her yeah. runway was great. You know what, Lena, Lena, Lena. All right, next week it's time for a makeover. Is it? Is it time? Do we finally, finally, finally get Sapario out of here? God, I hope so. I really hope so. I feel bad for whoever is forced to have that face on their face. <laughs> yeah, That's no, when yeah. I would say, "Can I leave? I don't want to do this anymore." Just kidding. I want to go. Also, what is she going to make them wear? A whole shit ton of fabric. A metric ass ton of fabric. Gonna be crazy. All right, Scout, after eight episodes, the winner of the season is Um Melissa Bianchini with a Lena Galore Chaser. Yes. Melissa Bianchini is going to win. Yeah. But the way they are editing Lena Galore is fascinating. Yeah. If they pull a fast one on us, I'd be like, okay, it makes sense. Now I've seen it. That being said, that's being said, let's talk about season one. Well, yeah, right, right. Crazy shit has happened. We've had our we've had our favorites before. So that being said, again, I wouldn't be mad if Lena wins. I'd be shocked. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be less upset than I've been at a Drag Race Italia crowning before. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting for sure. Scout, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Scout Sonner everywhere. Uh, no projects right now. She's one just, day, one day you will do more projects. This is the project right now. This is the project. Well, Scout, thank you for being here and 
listeners um you're welcome for the editing of me removing scout peeing three times i listen that's what i get for drinking celsius <laughs> <laughs>